there. Hello. Welcome back. It's episode 10, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. So double digits. What is my dog doing? Ophelia, honey, can you go She down, has please? to be in here when we record now. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to adjust my I mic see, a little. My Sorry. boyfriend works now while we record and she comes with me. And if we don't let her in the room, she will cry. <laughs> so it's just safer to do it this way. She has this lovely habit of like needing to be right on top of you, though. So she was just like crammed in the tiniest oh. little corner at my feet. And she's drinking out of the cat bowls. That's going to make Luna happy. <laughs> Luna's going to be like, what Luna's is that probably, smell? Luna's already pissed. <laughs> oh, and there. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there Say, if you hear any jingling, that's just her collar. <laughs> Or if you hear any weird sounds, sometimes my water bottle makes like weird like <laughs> sounds. So I does that? It's the straw. I don't oh know what my it God. is. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, this is our second. This is our second spook spook motherfucker episode. Uh-huh. Ah! I'm so excited to and tell you this story. It's I'm thrilled because uh-huh. we've been talking about this case for a while. And we watched the movie last and night. We did watch the movie that's based on it last night. And loosely. I'm, I'm going to say loosely. And when I say the word loosely, I mean extremely. She was like, all night, it was like, this isn't right. That's co- that's okay. That's kind of right. Several, but this is wrong. There were several parts of the movie where I literally sat there and went, nope. Nope. No. No, that's not. Nope. That's, that's not, not right. Nope. Ooh, she's over by the mixer. B, honey, can you get out of there? B. Billia, out. She's like stuck. Sweetheart, you can't be there. <laughs> I love you to death. Please lay down. Here, B, come here. Come lay on the couch with me. This Aww, comfy, comfy there she couch. Goes. Come on. There you yeah. go, girl. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the dog to be com- comfortable before we can See, move on. She got dangerously close to our mixer, which would not have ended well. We spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> yeah. And I'd like to keep it. <laughs> I would like to keep it. For, Very nice. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> it's on the floor right now, though. So we'll have to find a better setup for my computer. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It'll, it'll all get worked out. I'll say we're, we're just enjoying the fact that we have microphones now that are really nice. Yeah. <laughs> and the, don't sound so, don't really don't sound so echoey. I know. I think it was just the mic. I don't it think really it was really was. the that room. That condenser mic just picked up everything. Yeah, every single thing we did. So, and the pod room is looking so bad. I know. And it's going to have so many spooky decorations soon. <laughs> After Halloween, uh, they all go in here. And say so we both literally decided we're going to take all of our Halloween decorations and just put them in the pot room because <laughs> <laughs> why not? Because hell yeah. How's this wine? Oh, ooh, yeah. Mm, let's try. Ooh, that's good. I like that. I really <gasps> like that. So Macy and I spent like all of last night drinking way too much Moscato wine. <laughs> awesome. We are now drinking another Moscato called La Cantina. La Cantina Moscato. And it is absolutely delicious. It's got cool skulls on the bottle. Yeah, it's skeletons um, on the bottle. It's supposed to be for Day of the Dead, actually. It says, oh, really? It says it in the description on the bottle. It's for Day of the Dead. That's, so it's got a bunch of sugar skulls and cool like awesome. skeletons and stuff all d- dressed up like they would be for Day of the for Dead. For Day of the Dead. It's oh, really cool. Oh, I didn't read the description yet. Yeah. It's been at my house for like two weeks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did not read the description. <laughs> So no, that's that. That's I like this one. Oh, this is really. It's like okay, we had some pretty good barefoot last night. We oh yeah. I think that we should have gotten two of just the regular Moscato. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the pink. The pink was really sweet. Really sweet. Really, really sweet. <laughs> I like sweet. 
you know I like my grape my grape juice with a little kick. So let's see, that was like grape juice that somebody poured half a bag of sugar in. Yeah, it was <laughs> real. It was so and I loved I loved the regular Moscato, but we just didn't drink all of it. We no. didn't even get there. We very much fell asleep. We made it through two scary movies. So both of us have never seen any of the Saw movies. Don't judge. I don't like gore all that much. <laughs> and I was just horrifyingly movie deprived. Thank you, mom and dad. I love you guys. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for the first time ever, Macy and I watched Saw last night. Yeah, it was good. It was a fucking great. I was a good movie. I really, liked I really that. liked it. Um, but but I, they get gorier. Yeah, they get apparently yeah. really gory. And I was like, uh, I don't know. My husband was like, you've never seen that movie. You're like a horror film addict to like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I just don't, I really don't like people having to saw off their own limbs. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was pretty nasty. I was like, this they guy, I, I told her, I was like, I think this guy is going to saw off his foot. I know. I, I like, think he is. And I was like, no, oh no, he is. He is. And then by the, by, by the end. And I was like, well, he is a doctor. So let's hope he makes a proper tourniquet or something. And he didn't. He didn't. He just dragged himself across the floor and then out of the room. And then the movie ends. <laughs> and the other guy's like, mm, you know, I've been laying here on the ground the whole time. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I wasn't dead. <laughs> I wasn't Uh-oh. dead. So, I mean, yeah. if at this point you haven't seen Saw and you're kind of sad like us, I'm sorry for spoiling it for you, but most of you I'm hoping have seen it. <laughs> they probably have all seen it and are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, these two girls are weird. They don't know anything. <laughs> they have a true crime podcast and they've never seen Saw. But we are being, oh, I can't tell them for Halloween. It's going to be a surprise. But, um, I, okay, I guess we're, we're going to... Huh? Wait, what, what are you? What? I'm not going to tell them what we're going to be for Halloween. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's horror movie related. Oh, and it's going to be great. I am so excited. I can't wait to buy my costume when I get paid. So I'm thrilled. But I'm I was about to spoil it. Oh, no. <laughs> I was about to be like, we're going to be big. <laughs> but I'm not doing it. I refuse. No, you'll find out. Follow us on Instagram and we'll probably do like a live that night and show you all of our freaking decorations. Yes. And this party's going to be bumping. Guys, I don't think you understand. Our theme is blood, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) Blood party. There's there's like, there's no just like, oh, the theme is spooky. It's like the theme is blood. (laughs) I got like red, um... I got red light bulbs to put in all my lights. Oh my God. They're going to look so freaking cool. We left them in downstairs. Did you turn all the lights off? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. when we stop, when we, when we stop for our little break, I'll, uh, cause I was going to take a, like, a, I kind of hope we break. should turn all of the lights off. And then when Tyler comes home, hopefully he turns the lights on. And it's like, what the fuck? Oh my God. <laughs> He's going to be like, what are they doing? Oh my God. We should just leave those ones on and come downstairs and see what they're that would be awesome. But it might not be dark by then. It's dark in here. It's dark in here because we make it dark in here. <laughs> because we always put some curtains over the over the, <laughs> we the window. We sit with one lamp on. And it's usually by the person who's not telling the story, which I think is not helpful. <laughs> I mean, thankfully. The light from my computer works. I would say we both thankfully use a tablet for our notes, so they glow at least. They glow. <laughs> Yeah, they I was say if I was trying to read off a notepad right now, I'd be hardcore squinting. I'd be like, um. I wrote. Remember when I wrote all of my Todd Cole Hep notes by hand? Yes. I'm so stupid. That was. Hilarious. But it was because okay, I have an excuse. I am not a cool person, and I don't have a smart TV. <laughs> okay, my husband either. and I have a PS3, 
um, which just recently crapped the bed. So we are back to square one. When I was in college, I had that little adapter that you plug into the HDMI cable and then you plug into your computer and then your screen plays on your computer. Yeah. And we have had to go back to that. But certain things I have to play that way when I watch them because mm-hmm. I, I can't, my PlayStation is so old, it doesn't have that app. So yep. it's like, it would just make, uh, Hulu is so slow. So slow, I can't stand it. But it's it's dead now. He broke it, so. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler had the remote plugged in and tried to take walk the, away tried with to it. take the PlayStation for a walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's real dead. And it dropped, what, like probably three feet to the ground. Oh, it's a smash. I can't even imagine. I wasn't here when it happened, but he was uh, like, he's like, I think I broke the PlayStation. <laughs> and anyway, I have to like plug it in, but. I had to use my computer to watch the Todd Kohlhepp documentary that on A&E that I bought. Yeah. And so, and my tablet doesn't have like a keyboard. So I yep. couldn't, and I was going to be just like punching the screen <laughs> while I'm like, so I wrote everything by hand and had to type it out. And it was real. Oh my God. It was a struggle. Gone, I would have gone insane. It was a struggle. And I, so I said, I was like, next time I'll just like ask Tyler to borrow his say, I Bluetooth have, keyboard. I have a notebook, but. My problem is I don't do things in order. Like I find all my sources first mm-hmm. and I make sure they're like good sources. And then I go through whatever one seems to be like the most helpful first mm-hmm. to get the full story. And I take my notes and then I go through the next source and I fill in if there's things that I find in the next source. So like I'm constantly going back and forth. So if I was writing my notes, I'd be screwed. <laughs> I literally do that all the time. I'm like, just flipping back and forth and being like, oh, I want to put this bit of information here for when we actually talk about the case. I think that's a smoother transition. I do that kind of shit all the time. Are you okay? (laughs) I was like trying to scroll and I was like, why isn't it letting me do anything? And I was like, oh, because I'm in the wrong Excuse me. I have a lot of notes, guys. I'm excited about this. I have eight pages of notes. (gasps) I'm so pumped. I like, I made it through all of my sources and then I had a bunch of episodes to watch. And those just like blew up my notes. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I had like five. I'm a watcher. I I love watching all those documentaries and shit. I'm normally not the biggest into like I don't mind a documentary here or there. You have so many more like actual articles than me. I'm like I'm watched this documentary. <laughs> I go hard. I like to read. That's why. Yeah, I'm I not like a big reader. Deep I'm a dive into reading. I'm a like a visual learner. Yeah. I'm a visual and auditory learner. So like mm-hmm. I need like a movie. I need something in front of me. Tyler's like, why do you like the TV so much? It's like, cause this is like, this tells me everything. This tells me everything. <laughs> <laughs> like I know the exact timeline now. But so guys, I'm going to be telling you about the Dybbuk box. Bum, bum. And I know. So let me start by saying there are thousands upon thousands and millions upon millions of Dybbuk boxes. They're endless. You can make them. But I am specifically talking about one Dybbuk box, the Dybbuk box that now resides in the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Ah, uh, jelly. owned by Zach Baggins jelly, of Ghost jelly. Adventures. Because if you haven't Baggins. figured it out yet, Zach I Baggins. absolutely love Bilbo Baggins. I mean, what? Zach Baggins? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Bilbo Baggins on my I, screen? I, will, oh, I can't. Bilbo needs to chill out. I will never <laughs> stop calling him Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> I literally can't stop now. Oh, it's so funny. Tyler's Tyler when he like is oh he hates it when like he riles up the ghosts and then like something happens and he's like holy shit and they all like freak out and he's like oh calm down Baggins. 
Calm down, Bilbo. You deserve this. You asked Calm for down, it. Bilbo. Calm down, Bilbo. <laughs> I just can't. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my god. It's like the one time he he was like, okay, shout out to Morbid. They're pretty great. Yes. Um, we love you. Um, but he I ran up to him one time because they had this episode out, and I was like, babe, babe, guess what? They're like, they're they just did the case that I really wanted to hear them do. Da, da, da. And he was like, oh, John, he said it's so funny. He said, John Gain Wacy. John Gain Wacy. And I was like, well, it's John Wayne Gacy, but yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote trying. to them, and then I wrote to Morbid, and I was like, oh my God, I've been so excited for you to cover this. And I was like, my also my husband just called him John Gainwacy. Just thought you should know. And one, one of them liked it. I don't yeah. know. It's probably Ash. Thanks, Ash. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, that's Tyler like tries <laughs> to, <laughs> to like understand. <laughs> but he's also kind of like, mm, I'm not into this. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's the same way. He'll listen to me rant and he'll be like, that's weird. Interesting. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. This is so fascinating to me. Yeah. I was li- I was so excited to like tell him about the Bell Witch and he was like, this is weird. He like, he'll get up in the morning because now he gets up in the morning because school's back in session mm-hmm. finally. And so he's getting ready and I turn on podcasts now because I finally can listen in the morning without waking him up. And I was listening the other morning and I was listening to the Brenda Schaefer that morbid covered Mm -hmm. and (laughs) they were talking about the fact that like it was literally like one of the points where like and he tied her to the table and then raped her and did this and ryan was like oh 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 that's yep okay it's like 7 30 in the morning it's a little too early for that (laughs) i was like i'm sorry Uh, i'm sorry i literally eat sleep and breathe freaking true crime i (laughs) drove okay so oh my god we are so off topic um sorry we are gonna talk about the divic box but we just love you so much and we like talking um (laughs) um I drove down to get Tyler when we lived in South Carolina. He did a he did like a gig, um, because we're musicians. Shout out, um, in I forget where shit, Miami, Miami, yeah, yeah, in um in Florida, and I decided I was gonna take a long weekend from work and drive down to see her or see him, get him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and um, maybe still a little like la- wine woohoo from last night. <laughs> um, anyway, so I went to go get him and it's like a 10 hour drive. It's a long drive. And I <laughs> listened to Morbid the whole way. <laughs> no 10 shame. hours. And this is when I like first started listening to them. So I was at the beginning episodes. Like I had endless episodes at that time. And it was like awesome. And then I tried to do it on the way back. And because it was my car, I went to pick him up. And I was like, we're going to listen to what I want to listen to. And he was like, I cannot listen to this anymore. Please. Please change it. <laughs> Please no more death. Please no more death. But like he literally the other day, like I, I told him that I wasn't listening to like one of the episodes because he was in the car and he was like, no, babe, don't do that. And it's like, but you don't like it. I know. So I'm not going to listen when it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> I did that once though. And um, it was when I, when I moved up here to New York from Massachusetts and I, so if you know me at all, which a lot of you don't, but I am am really bad at saying goodbye to people. 
Like really like I could say goodbye to somebody and it could be like, I'm going away for two days and I'm going to see you in literally two days and I will ball my eyes out. It is just how I am and it's how I've always been. And I think it's because my dad used to travel a lot when I was little. Mm -hmm. My dad was law enforcement and he did a lot of traveling and like he would be gone for like weeks and months. And I, it like, if I really think it freaking hurt my psyche. So when I say bye to people, (laughs) I like immediately start bawling. So when I moved up here, having to say bye to my mom and my dad was heartbreaking. And I got in the car and immediately turned on morbid. And I think I spent the first like hour of the drive, like crying. Oh, and listening, listening to morbid. So I was like crying. And I was like, this guy is so fucked up. Oh my God. (laughs) Tears like talking to the freaking radio. I talked to them. I don't know if you guys do this. And my mom is not a podcast listener. (laughs) And she has just recently started listening to podcasts because we have a podcast. Hey mom. Um, and she just, she like does not like any of this stuff really, but she listens cause she's a great mom. Um, but she said that every once in a while we'll make a comment about something we don't know from like mm-hmm. that some other time. And like, you know, and she wants to, she's always like, I try to answer you in real time, but then I forget that this is a recording. <laughs> like, but I'll do that with, with Ash and Elena too. They'll yep. be talking and I'll be, and I'll be like, ah, oh, that's so stupid. And then Ash will be like, that's so stupid. I'm like, yes, yes. Ash. Yes. There was one episode. I can't remember which episode they just covered that they actually had to put. Elena ended up putting like a little blurb in the beginning that was like, I just need to clarify because they talk about if you're from Massachusetts, you know what a packy is. Mm-hmm. And a packy is a liquor store. And it used to because. Liquor stores used to be called package stores. Uh-huh. So if you were going to run to the liquor store, people used to be like, hey, I'm going to the packy. And she says it in the episode. Like, Did people get mad? And people got a little bit upset because they didn't know what they were talking about. And I was like, me, personally from Massachusetts, I'm like, how could you get mad about that? Like, I know. And it like, it's not even like you couldn't tell what they were talking about either. I was like, I mean, you could clearly tell they were like talking about I hate that. to the store. It like, crazy. Don't but, be so critical. Some people get a we, little too sensitive. We're just we're just trying to live our lives. But we don't anything. Okay, let's talk about Dybbuk Box. I'm so sorry. We just ranted for like 20 minutes. I don't know. And if you're still with us, I love you. <laughs> I mean, sometimes people like the banta. I know. Sometimes we just get into it and we can't stop. This is like my favorite part of the week, you guys. It really is. <laughs> I, I'm always like, oh, I can't wait till we record. <laughs> I'm so excited. So the Dybbuk box. I am pumped. So let me start by telling you what a Dybbuk box is. Okay. Dybbuk box is any container. Normally it's wooden. Ziploc. <laughs> <laughs> it's normally some kind of like wooden container that's sealed shut. And the point of it is to trap a Dybbuk. And a dibbuk is, it comes from the Jewish tradition. Okay. And it is a type of spirit that is out to harm you. Okay. All it wants to do is torment people and make their lives hell. Like it, a demon. It's, yeah. It's okay. normally a demon. Sometimes there can be more than one dibbuk in a box. Re- what? That's yes. crazy. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Foreshadowing. Yes. <laughs> so there's like i said there's dibbuk boxes all over the world but this one dibbuk box that i'm going to talk about is supposed to be a one out of a set of 10 a 10 wow that was made in the 20th century okay and 
they made them to try and contain all of the evil from the wars. From like World War? Okay. And this box specifically um, came from World War Two. Okay. From a woman that was a Holocaust survivor. That's already terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you have you have this survived is... the most horrific thing to ever happen to the human race. I mean, I'm not sure, but that's pretty fucking horrific. Sorry. And yeah. then you have to put a fucking demon in a box. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? I'd be like, could my life get any worse? Right. <laughs> like, really? So, um <laughs> what do they call their what do the, what does Jewish call God? They call him something else. Um I don't know, unfortunately. Shoot, but they're they're just like, come on, God. Give me a break. <laughs> I forget what they call them. So this is, it's technically from, they call it, it's, it's from, and I apologize, I'm not religious in any form. So if I mention something wrong here, please just feel free to correct me. Yeah. Send us some IPA. Dybbuk's come from Kabbalah, which is, it's the Jewish tradition of mystical interpretation of the Bible. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is actually really cool. That's sweet. So out of these 10 boxes... They actually only know where eight are. Zach Bagans has two of them in his haunted museum. <gasps> Since he got the first one, he has acquired a second one. The other six are under ownership of somebody else in the story. The other two, nobody knows where they are. Shit. Yeah. And <laughs> this this story just like blew my mind. I knew a little bit about this going into I'm it so because like, I freaking love ghost adventures, but... I just, and he does tours. He does ghost flashlight tours of his museum, guys. I mean, he does regular tours, too. But, like... We're creepy. We want to go to the creepy things. We want to go to his museum so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go to all the creepy things. But uh, Dybbuk in Hebrew actually means to cling. And it said that in Jewish folklore, Dybbuk often refers to an evil spirit that torments the living. And it is believed that the only way to get rid of it is a traditional Jewish exorcism. Which are probably just like Catholic ones and are extremely hard to get. Yeah. And let me just say again, if you have only seen The Possession and you have seen nothing else, please forget everything you learned in that movie because it is not correct. Yeah, but then she told me what bo- like what it was about. And I was like, oh, about the box. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about well, then. Because in the movie, they talk about how they were like, oh, a Dybbuk chooses, has to find like the proper host and then it takes over. No, that is not what a Dybbuk does. A Dybbuk just torments you. Okay. It makes your life hell. So like, it is literally so like the Bell Witch, yeah, like literally it, smacking, it's literally there, <laughs> Betsy to just Bell in the face, fuck up your life. Like, Ugh. it doesn't take over your body. It doesn't, it doesn't do that. Oh my god. So, this specific Dybbuk box, like I said, came from um, a Holocaust survivor. Her name was Havola, or ha- Havola. Havola. Sorry. Havala. They said it in the episode too, and I just read it and said it wrong. It's, does it start it's with Havala. that like? Does it start with that ch sound too? Like no, nope. it's actually it's H A V O L A. Havala. Havala. Okay. okay. So I apologize for saying that wrong. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I just was like, because you looked at me weird. I was like, how other, how <laughs> like, else can you say this? It like came out of my mouth, and I was like, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I do that I all like, the time. You literally watched it. He said it in the documentary. You know this. <laughs> like last week when I was like, uh. <laughs> Wait, I forgot to mention this whole thing. It's pretty important. Yeah. And then I had to be like, then I had to gloss over it. That <laughs> was stupid. So all of this information that you're about to hear came directly from the man who bought the box off of eBay. 
or I'm sorry, who ends? I am like a huge mess today. I spilled blackberry juice all over my stove. (laughs) So I also am a mess. This story comes from the post he wrote on eBay when trying to sell the box. Okay. And the other bits and pieces. Sell the box to Zach, to Bilbo Baggins. No. (laughs) Oh, okay. There's... Um, there's few different owners it goes through okay. before it gets to the haunted museum. Okay. Okay. Got it. And so this comes from that eBay post from when he first tried to sell it and from an interview that was done by multiple of the owners on paranormal, paranormal witness, which is a sci-fi show. Okay. Um, that was a great episode. If you want to learn anything about this paranormal witness has an episode on the Dybbuk box. We'll put it in the show notes. And Oh yeah. I have it. I have it all written down, which season and episode it's really good it was a really really good episode so in 2001 a man named kevin manis was at an estate sale in portland oregon another thing that is wrong in the movie they say it happens in new york it does not um (laughs) it doesn't even come close to new york um so he's at this estate sale and he comes across this wooden wine box and it's literally just, it's like a couple feet by a couple feet. Mm-hmm. has wooden doors on the front. And it was meant for storing wine. And he was, at the time, he owned a small furniture business. And he, refur- he refur- like refinished and refurbished old items. Mm-hmm. And so he saw this box and he said, okay, that's really cool. I'm going to get that. I'm going to refinish it, clean it up, and I'm going to give it to my mom for a birthday present. He was looking for a birthday present for his mother. Cool and thrifty exactly he was (laughs) he was really handy and he had like his whole his own whole shop and everything he was cool and so the woman running the estate sale was actually the granddaughter of the homeowner that had passed okay and the homeowner that had passed was havola havala oh my gosh havala havala thank you i'm gonna screw that up every time i say it havala um and she was polish and she was 103 years old when she passed Wow. She came. She was a Holocaust survivor. She was thrown into the concentration camps, lost all of her family. That's horrible. Her parents, her siblings, her husband, and her children. She was the only one that survived. Are you serious? Yeah. Ugh. What a life, Havla. She ends up escaping the concentration camps with a bunch of other Jewish people. Okay. And they go to Poland. And when she is in Poland, she actually ends up getting this wine box. Okay. And it is one of the only three items she ends up taking with her when she immigrates to the U.S. Wow. Okay. So important. So, I mean, when at that point, when you immigrated, you couldn't really take a lot with you. You were on a boat. There wasn't a A lot of space. Yeah. You, You left a lot of things behind and she took this wine box with her. So (laughs) the granddaughter, um, I apologize. I wrote her name down. That's fine. Or maybe I didn't have, no, I'm thinking of something else. Sorry. There was like a couple times where like names were left out and then I'd find them somewhere else and I had to keep going back and like changing. Oh yeah. But, um, you didn't know the name of the granddaughter, but the granddaughter explains that she ends up calling it the Dybbuk box to his face. He ends up purchasing a bunch of items, and one of them is the box. 
and the woman's like, oh, I see you, you took the, the Dybbuk box. And he's like, um, this is a wine box. He's like, a what? Literally, yeah. he was like, he, 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 like, in the episode, he's like, he, in the interview, he's like, a what? Like, what? He's like, ma'am, this is a wine box. What are you <laughs> he's like, about? what's, what's a Dybbuk? And she was like, unfortunately, I don't know. She's like, that's what my great, or my grandmother used to always call it. And she always used to say, you can't open it. She kept it high out of reach of all the kids. It was always in her sewing room. It was high up on a shelf. And she said, you can't open it. You can never open it. Ever. Don't fucking touch it. Yeah. Get your greasy little jam hands (laughs) off my Dybbuk box. (laughs) (laughs) And she said at one point growing up, she asked her grandmother what a Dybbuk was. And the grandmother spit three times between her fingers and said, it's said a Dybbuk and a Kesselin were in the box and that you can't open it. That's all she said. That's all she said. That's all she'd say. And the kids were like, well, we don't know what that is. We don't know what that means. This is before the the internet. (laughs) So basically what you can determine is the grandmother at some, at some point. Captured them or. Yeah. Or somehow got them or somehow inherited this box. <laughs> exactly. So. A and ca- a Kesseline? What's that? That's where I'm going. Okay. Okay. Um, in, it took me, uh, it took me until watching one of the episodes. And even now it is still a rough translation that not many really know what it, exactly it means. Okay. Um, but the rough translation is um, it's just basically a spirit that like messes with people for fun. It's like a poltergeist or something. Yeah. Okay. So she's got a dibic. So she's got a demon and a poltergeist in that box. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> There's more than one thing there. <laughs> uh, this is scary. <laughs> so upon her death, Haveler wanted this box to be buried with her, but because of Jewish tradition, um, she was an Orthodox Jew. They couldn't do that. So the box was not buried with her. And instead left in her home. I would have been like, throw it into my grave before me. Right. Put it at the bottom. Like, bury it in a different hole next to me. Give it its own grave. I don't care. It doesn't need to be in my coffin. It just needs to be in the hole. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Kevin Manis, Manis, he actually felt really bad. He was like, I mean, you've never opened it. You don't want to see what's in it. Like... No! And she was like, no, I wish, I want to respect my grandmother's wishes. I don't. I don't want to open it. It's like a Ouija board. Don't use it. Don't touch it. I'm sorry. I don't care if there are Ouija board lovers out there. She was like very insistent. She was like, no, I no, it's yours. Like, take it. And he was like, he was like, are you positive? Like there could be some really sentimental items in here. And he was just trying to be a nice person. Like, you know, you haven't opened this. There could be. First of all, I would not have sold this thing in the first place. Oh shit. Right. I'm (laughs) I'm sorry. If my grandmother said that there was like something weird in here and she wanted to be buried with it. Yeah. I would not sell it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! What an idiot! <laughs> it's kind of evil what they did. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So but um, <laughs> so he was like, he just like kind of kept insisting and was like, "Are you sure? Like, if I open this and there's something expensive in it, like I want you to have it. Like, yeah. I, like you sure you don't want to at least like I can open it and send it back to you?" And she got mad. She ended up becoming like visibly upset and was like, "No, it's yours. Take it." And he was like, okay, that's kind of weird. But he was like, you know, her I'm grandmother. I'm giving you just, my money, ma'am. <laughs> well, her grandmother just died. 
And he was like, okay, so she's probably just a little bit emotional, a little bit upset. Like, I probably pushed a little too hard. She just wants it gone. I'll take it. Uh, and that's and so, where all his troubles began. Yep. So he, he leaves with the wine box and all of his other purchases. It doesn't really say what else he bought, but he bought like a bunch of shit, apparently. Um, and he takes the box straight to his store and he brings it down into the basement where he would refinish all of his items. Mm-hmm. And that day he brought it in. He put it down in the basement. He was prepping to open the store. His shop, um, his shop employee, her name was Jane. He often left her in charge. It was a small store, one employee, like not a lot, not a lot of people, not needed. Um, and he went out to run some errands. Jane was supposed to kind of clean up, you know, get the shop ready and nice. Um, and she had gone down into the basement and was kind of sweeping up. I'm sorry, I just hit the microphone stand if you heard that. <laughs> I'm talking like an Italian, which means I'm flailing my hands. Um, <laughs> so she said in the, the interview in Paranormal Witness, she was like, I felt really bizarre the moment I entered the basement. She was like, it felt like somebody was watching me. Hmm. And she was like, this is something I've never felt before. She said, I've worked, I'd worked there for two years. Nothing had ever happened. I always felt safe there. And this day I went down there and I just had the worst feeling in the pit of my stomach. Oh no. And so, um, a half hour after leaving the shop, Manis gets a phone call from Jane and she is frantic. She's screaming and freaking out. Somebody broke in. They're breaking things. They're yelling like, you need to get back here. Oh, my God. So Manus tries to tell her to call 911. In mid-sentence, his cell phone dies. Oh. So he, he speeds all the way back to the store, and he finds her in the corner of his office sobbing on the floor. Oh, And no. he immediately runs into the basement. And I'm sorry, I skipped a little detail here. When he got back to the shop, they have like those, you know, those security gates that you pull over the door and you lock. Yeah. And only the person with the key, those were still locked. He had locked those and the only other person with the key was Jane. Oh my God. So he had to open that, go inside. He sees Jane. He runs into the basement. And the second he gets into the basement, he's hit with this really terrible smell of cat urine. Ooh. And he's like, I've never had pets in here. There's been no animals in the shop ever for as long as I've been here. Like, nothing's ever even snuck in, like, in any way. Oh, my God. That's not right. Okay. So he gets into the room, and he finds that all of the lights don't work. Every light bulb in the room had smashed. Like, in the socket. (gasps) There was nine light bulbs, like, regular light bulbs, and then there was ten four foot long fluorescent bulbs throughout the basement that had all shattered. Oh my God. Okay. Every single one of them was broken. Did he wait? Did had he opened it or had he just put it down there? He just put it down there. Ugh. So this is what this thing can do just in the goddamn box. I can't, I can't. Okay. And he was like, he was like, okay, there's nobody down here. There's one way in and one way out. And it is the way I just came in. Oh. He was like, there's nobody down here. What the hell? so he goes back up to try and talk to jane and she literally was still hysterical and she and she screamed fuck you at him and ran out of the store and never came back shit yeah 
she was just like, she says in the interview, she's like, I just knew I needed to leave. She was like, I knew I had to get out. I could not be there anymore. I had to go. Oh, okay. So at this point, Manis did not connect anything with the box. That would have been the first thing I did. No shit, right? I'd be like, "Mm, I brought this strange (laughs) object into my house. Maybe this has something to do with it. And so that incident passes. Time goes on. It's been about two weeks. And he wants to begin refinishing the cabinet. So the cabinet is designed so that when you open one door, all the doors open. So like when you, like it has like a mechanism. So when you pull one side open, like both of them open at the same time. Okay. And there's also a small drawer underneath that opens at the same time. So like all the doors in the one drawer, all at the same time, no matter how you pull it. Okay. And he said that he was like, it's kind of almost odd. He was like, it was like an oddly intricate design for a wine box. For a wine box. Yeah. And in this box, when he finally opened it, he found a bunch of odd, weird things. He found two pennies. One was from 1925 and one was from 1928. Two locks of hair bound with string. One was blonde and one was brown. He found a small granite statue and it was like a flat, like jagged, uneven piece of granite that had um, Hebrew engravings, uh, Hebrew engraving in it that said Shalom. Okay. There was a dried rosebud, a small golden wine cup that was like, it looked like a chalice, but it was like really tiny. It's almost like a, it's like the size of a shot glass almost. Okay. And there was a cast iron, a black cast iron candlestick holder. And he described it as having like octopus legs because it had like four legs that like curled over and under. Oh, okay. And it was like really old and rusty. And then on the back of the box, there was a he- another Hebrew engraving on the back. And the translation is still unknown. Uh, what? Uh, every, source I, every source I read through, nobody knew what it said. Like nothing mentioned what that translation is. Okay. And there's pictures of it everywhere. It's not like people haven't seen it. The box literally sits in a museum now. Like, but I could not find what the translation on the back of the box is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, Manus photographed all of these things, and you can actually see these pictures that he took from the day he opened it, and they're the photos that he posted with the eBay listing, and it's kind of freaky looking. It's just, like, really odd. Weird. Like, hair bound in string. What? Like, why is that in there? Um... And he decided instead of just like completely refinishing the cabinet, he was just going to clean it up, rub some lemon oil on it and kind of make it look nice. He kind of liked the old antique look. So he was going to leave it that way. His mother's birthday is October 28th. And um, he ended up seeing her on on Halloween day, October 31st. And spook, spook, motherfucker. This is when he gives her the box. No, they were meeting at the shop. She was coming to the shop to meet him. They were going to, um, he was going to finish up his work and they were going to go get lunch uh-huh. and he was going to give her the gift. And so when she got to the shop, he gave her the box and she, she was examining the box and he got a phone call. So he went and took the phone call and he was in his office no more than about five minutes. And one of his employees 
came running into his office and was like, something's wrong with your mother. No. Now, when he left, they actually interviewed his mother. I will let you know she survived. Okay, good. (laughs) She is a very cute looking little old lady. They literally, they interviewed her and it was adorable. Oh, and she talks about he left and she was examining the box and she opened it. And when she opened it, she said she got hit with this like blast of cold air. And she said it just sent this. But he's opened it. Yeah. Okay. But it's just, it like sent this shiver down her spine that was like, this is bad. This is evil. It is not good. Uh-uh. And when Manus got back into the room, he found his mother sitting in the chair right next to the box. She was crying. She had tears coming from her eyes, but she wouldn't answer him. He was like, Mom, what's wrong? What's going on? She, she couldn't talk. She couldn't talk. <gasps> she was completely frozen in place. He called 911. They came and they took her away by ambulance. And they found out later that she suffered a stroke. Are you serious? Yep. Because of this thing? Mm-hmm. Oh. She was temporarily paralyzed. And that's why she couldn't talk. She did eventually get it back. Okay. Good. In the eBay post, he talked about when he went to visit his mother in the hospital. And she actually spelled out no gift. And he was like, yes, mom, I got you a gift. Thinking she had just forgotten. You know, it happened so quickly. Like maybe she just forgot. He's like, yeah, mom, I got you a gift. I got you the box. And she shook her head and instead wrote hate gift. Oh my God. And Manis was just like, he kind of laughed a little bit, chuckled and was like, okay, I'll, I'll get you something else. Like, it's not a big deal, mom. Not really understanding what that these had happened were connected. And she meant to be like, this thing is not good. Yeah. Like and get rid of it. She says in the interview when she's being carried away on the, on the stretcher that she, all she wanted to do was warn him about what she'd felt and she couldn't move and she couldn't speak. And she felt so helpless. And she just like, she talks about remember, like she talks about remembering, being stuck there and thinking that she wasn't even going to be able to see him again and that she wasn't going to make it. What? Yeah. She, <gasps> she did not think she was going to live. Oh my God. Okay. Um, so Manus, you know, laughs it off. It's like, I'll get you another gift. Time goes forward on the same day of his mother's stroke though. He loses the lease for his store. What? They unexpectedly terminated the lease to his store. No explanation given. Uh. So, after this, he gifts the box to his sister. No! <laughs> oh, this is just... Get, a, just get rid of it! This is just like a fun run around. It's great. He gives it to his sister, who ends up giving it back to him after only a week of having it. Wow. She said, she told Manus that the doors would always just open themselves. Like she'd shut it, walk out of the room and come back and the doors would be wide open. Like they, because you already fucking opened it. Mm. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. If it wasn't opened, it wouldn't do that. And she just didn't like it. And so Manus took it back. And next he gives it to his brother and his sister-in-law. And they had the box for only three days. Oh, my God. His brother-in-law, or I'm sorry, his brother said the box smelled like jasmine flowers. Well, his sister-in-law 
So the boxes reeked of urine. Wow. <laughs> he then gifted the box to his girlfriend. What the fuck? And after two days of having it, she wanted him to sell it. And gave no reason as to why. She's like, just sell it. Get rid of it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> at this point, sir, do you realize that this is or something wrong with this thing? Right. Mm, have you put two and two together yet? Mm, I wonder. Um, so he takes the, the box back to his store and tries to sell it. I'm sorry, not back to his store. There's no store. There's no store anymore. <laughs> oh, he takes the box. So he just takes the box back. And he sells it to a middle-aged couple that he knows. And they keep it for only three days. <laughs> and I'd be like, no give backsies. <laughs> <laughs> like, no refunds. Right. No, no he, exchanges. He finds it on his doorstep with a note taped to it. No. And it just says, this box contains a bad darkness. <sighs> and they're like, we are not your friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, you gave us a ghost. <laughs> um, he... Then ends up just taking the box home himself and keeping it. And this is where things get really weird. Because he has it for a prolonged period of time. Okay. So. (laughs) Just Macy thought. (laughs) (laughs) He he immediately says he begins having this really weird reoccurring nightmare. And I'm going to read you exactly what he wrote in this eBay post about the dreams. Wait, so he writes all of this in like some eBay, weird eBay post. Yeah. Okay. He (laughs) he describes all of the events. Some of the, like, like I said, some of the information comes from the interviews in that one episode, but all of this was written by the original owner himself until a little while later into the story. And I'll tell you when. Okay. Okay. But he wrote this himself and this is how he described the dreams he was having. I find myself walking with a friend, usually someone I know well and trust. At some point in the dream, I find myself looking into the eyes of the person that I'm with. It is then that I realize that there is something different, something evil looking back at me. At that point in my dream, the person I'm with changes into what can only be described as the most gruesome, demonic looking hag that I have ever seen. This hag then proceeds to beat the living tar out of me. Having a, I have awakened numerous times to find bruises and marks on myself where I had been hit by the old woman during the previous night. Still, I never related the nightmares to the cabinets, nor do I think that I ever would have. That's the first thing. I'm sorry. Literally, the that's first, the first thing I like, would have assumed. I would have been like, okay, all this bad shit started happening to me when I did what? Oh, look, I brought this mysterious box home. And everyone I've happening. ever given it to <laughs> has given it back to me. Like, I wonder why. I just can't. I mean. I can't. That's so dumb. (laughs) Sorry. Right. So (laughs) a while later, he, um, his sister, his brother-in-law and sister-in-law come over and they're just over to like to hang out, stay the night. And the next morning they're sitting around eating breakfast and Manus talks about the dreams he's been having. And his sister was like, I had that dream last night. In your house. And I've had it before. When that thing was in my house. (laughs) And his brother and sister-in-law also become visibly uncomfortable. And they're like, we too have had those dreams. Oh, no. And they come to realize that it happened when they all had the box in their homes. 
so they all come to this realization that while they've had the box, they all had the same nightmare. That weird shit's going on. And that's kind of when Manus had the realization that these things seem to be connected to the box. And after this, now that he notices it, the activity starts to amp up. And Because you've given it energy now. Mm-hmm. Just, just a thought. He said himself and any guests to his home started seeing figures lurking in corners, behind them, down around corners. Oh, no, um, thank you. And this freaked people out, so he actually ended up moving the box into a small storage unit that he had on his property. And the night he moved it out there, he was woken up by the smoke alarm. Oh, God. And so he runs out there thinking there's a fire, and there's absolutely no fire, there's no smoke, everything is totally fine. Weird. But the second he goes in there, he's again hit with that overwhelming smell of urine. Ew. Yeah. And again, he's like, I've never had a pet. Like, I've never had a cat. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. So he actually takes the box back inside with him, and he immediately gets on the computer. And he's like, I need to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And he starts researching. And while he's researching, he actually ends up falling asleep on his computer. And when he wakes up, after having the same nightmare once again, he wakes up smelling jasmine flowers. And he feels like somebody's like breathing on his neck. Ew. And when he turns, he turns just in time to see a figure like go down the hallway and around the corner. That's scary. And I was like, I'd be like, I will, I will burn this place to the ground. (laughs) I gave myself Uh, chills. I I will burn this place to the ground. (laughs) So he said at this point, he just wanted to fucking destroy the cabinet. He was like, I don't want it anymore. No, don't destroy it. it. Keep it. Keep it. Well, that's the thing. He was like, but he feared the repercussions of what would happen if he destroyed it. So he was smart. He was actually smart. For the first time in this story. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Is that his name, right, Kevin? (laughs) Yes. Okay. And he also thought that if he destroyed it, it would just make whatever spirits were inside of it just permanently latch onto him. And he was like, screw that. Um, (laughs) Maybe, but they probably would be like, ha ha, we're free. Yeah, right? Like fucking genie in Aladdin or something. (laughs) So he ends up hearing about the fact that there's a huge market for these things on eBay, which there is guys. I went on eBay and typed in Dippick box and there was pages, pages and pages and pages. And it was disturbing of Dippick boxes. Yes. I would not want that in my house. Right. Cause if it's care, if it's causing shit to happen and there it's, it's closed, it's not even open. I don't want it. There's like big ones. There's huge ones. There's small ones. There was somebody was selling one that they had like dipped in wax. So it couldn't be opened. Good for them. All right. I was like, why would you want that? <laughs> I don't want it anywhere near things. me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like creepy things, but I don't want to be scared every day of my life. <laughs> so he wrote up that whole story that I just read to you. Okay. And he posts it on eBay. And this is where it comes. It, we change over from it being what he wrote on eBay to what happens after he sells it. Uh. And so <laughs> Manus eventually successfully sells the box to a man named Yosef Nitsk. Okay. Which is such a cool name. Yosef Nitsk. And it's like, it's I-O-S-I-F. Yosef. Like, e- like E-O, like in Spanish or Italian. Is it Italian? And E-O. I used Google to tell me how to pronounce that. So. <laughs> I told you you could do that. I know. I was like, 
how am I ever going to read this name? And I was like, Maisie told me Google does it. Google Translate. <laughs> Guys, I'm 25 and I don't know how to use the computer. That's what it's I fine. do. I, 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 like I've said, I'm a singer and I'm learning this song in Czech. And that's how I have to like learn how to say some of the stuff. Cause I've never, Tyler's taken a, a Russian class, which is like very similar to Czech, very similar, different, but similar. Crazy. And they have like all these weird sounds and their IPA system is completely different than like German, Italian, English, French, anything. That's crazy. But yeah, it's really hard. And so I had to type my whole song in there and have it like talk it. It's like, speak it to me <laughs> so that I could actually say what I was trying to say. I'm like, like, I'm like, what is this? Let me not offend somebody's mother while I'm singing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want to, I'm sorry if I offended you. I really don't know how to say anything in Czech. I'm sorry. We have people that listen in other continents. <laughs> so Yosef Nietz ends up winning the bid. He buys the Dybbuk box for $140. <laughs> I'd be and like, I'm getting $2,000 out of this thing if I'm going to get anything. <laughs> or maybe he just wanted it off his hands. So, the irony is, two years after the initial eBay sale, Yosef relists the item on eBay. You wanted it! So, <laughs> I don't get it! <laughs> he explained he purchased the box out of curiosity. He was a college student. Um, oh, at the time when he bought it. Okay. Yes. And um, he said that, like, while he was researching the box, he learned about how a dybbuk is from Jewish folklore. And it's kind of, it's a spirit that can't really go to heaven or hell, and it's almost stuck. Okay. And they end up trapping it so it can't torment people. And But it still torments you, even if it's trapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Yosef wanted to do his own kind of research, because he was like, like a haunted box. Eh. That sounds dumb. He was kind of, yeah. yeah, he was like, that's... Why? That's kind of bullshit. That's like, a, like, that's like when you go see Robert the doll. Yeah. And you're like, mm, this is bullshit. And then like your camera doesn't work. And then you get bad luck for the rest of your life. Yeah. Never take a picture of Robert the doll. If you do, you're stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I'll tell when we cover that case. Cause we will. I don't, I don't even care if you ask permission <laughs> and you feel like he said yes. Do, why would you even want one? I why? don't need a picture. I can that's, look one up on the internet. Right. <laughs> I don't need it. Anyway, we are going to cover that. And when we do, it's going to be sick because that case is crazy. My dad used to live in Key West, so I've seen uh, him a bunch of times. <laughs> I'll tell a story that I have. I'm not going to tell it now. Gives me the creeps. Um, so he wanted to kind of do some studies of his own. And like I said at the time, he was a college student and he lived in a house with a bunch of roommates. And they kind of all took turns. They would sleep with a box in their room and kind of just see what happened. And like amateur ghost hunter bullshit. Yeah, (laughs) basically. Um, Wow. Okay. I think I lied. Uh, Oops. (laughs) So. A little earlier on, I mentioned the translation on the back of the box. Oh, okay. I very much forgot about this part, so I apologize. I'm going to correct my own mistake now a little while later. They do actually translate the thing on the back of the box. Okay. (laughs) Um, But at the time, they did not. At the time, they had no freaking clue. (laughs) Um, I really did forget that I wrote... Guys, this took me so long, these notes. I've been working on for like two weeks. I know. (laughs) So I apologize. But it is actually a Jewish prayer. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed is the name of his honored kingdom forever. 
And apparently it is a Jewish prayer that is said in times where people do not feel safe. Oh. Okay. So okay. he passes the box around to all of his roommates and he starts making a list of everything that happens. And this entire time he's like, nah, I think they're coincidences. <laughs> this kid was like the biggest skeptic in the world. And they don't actually get to interview him, but they interviewed one of his roommates okay. on Paranormal Witness. And he was like, yeah, this shit was fucked. <laughs> he was like, this was not a joke. Like, this was not coincidences. Um, so he logged these occurrences. And the first two people to sleep with the box in their room started claiming that their eyes were burning constantly. One of those How? two people with the burning eyes also, like, felt like they had just been completely energy drained. Like they had nothing left to give probably cause they're a little sensitive. And the other person with the burning eyes kept getting sick. Oh, that's worse. Yeah. Which Yosef was like, I think it was his allergies. You don't have allergies every day of every year. You dummy. Thank you. <laughs> I have them. So then they had this weird instance where bugs started appearing in the hole. Nope. Yeah. Nope. And they were, <laughs> The bees, the bees. I can't. Ever seen? I know we have them here in New York. We did not have them in Massachusetts. We had, they're like, they're a type of silverfish. I hate those. And people sometimes call them like house centipedes because they they have like a shit ton of legs. I hate those. Yes, they're gross. We had silverfish in Massachusetts, but they were different. We didn't have all the legs. And so the first time I was in New York and I saw one of those, I nearly shit myself because I thought I was going to die. They're disgusting. My room. They're literally like little centipedes, guys. They're like an inch or two long. And they they like slither like snakes. They're so gross. They have so many legs and they move really fast. Yes. And. They nope. actually have a picture of the bugs around the box. And these were, like, everywhere. Ew. Yeah. It was nasty. Nope. I was like, fool. I would have moved out. I would have would have been like, yeah, peace. Not about that. <laughs> um, so they actually ended up taking the box out of their rooms. And they put it in the back of the home. Like, in a room in the back of the home. And when they went back later, they found it wide open. After they moved it, they had what they called a tidal wave of bad luck. And it had, like, opened that one time, like, randomly. Okay. So they had everything from a couple of the roommates. They had broken fingers. One of them got bronchitis. They would have, there were strange odors throughout the house. One of the cars, their engine was filled with dead mice. Um, It fried electronics from laptops to their Xbox to the toaster to the TV. Oh, my God. Um, And then... It goes on and it actually says, so when Yosef posted it on eBay, he posted Manus's original post and then added to it. Oh, okay. So, so there's like a lineage. So he wrote a little bit too about him and he said, after that, from everything that happened from September of 2003 to January of 2004, he does not want to talk about. Wait, what? Say that again. He doesn't want to talk about it. That happened from that period of time? <gasps> so he bought the box in June of 2003. And then from September of 2003 to January of 2004, he doesn't want to talk about it. The only thing he'll say is that he now lives alone. Oh, my God. So it's something happened with his roommates. Yep. <laughs> and they won't talk about it. 
That's crazy. Even the one that they interviewed, he won't talk about it. <gasps> That's so great. I want to know. I'm dying. Right? I was like, what the fuck happened in those couple months? <laughs> like, excuse me. <laughs> You've got four months of what? <laughs> um, so he now lives alone and he still has the box. He has trouble sleeping. He sees what he literally describes as large vertical dark blurs out of the corners of his eyes. Ooh. He often smells ammonia, urine, urine, <laughs> um, and then he actually started having problems with his hair falling out, and he ends up going to the doctor for it, and they can't. He goes through all these tests, and they can't figure out why, and they ended up just saying it was probably stress related. And he was a college student. And well, he, I've like, I've known people that have that thing though, where you, like you rip your hair out and stuff, but his was just falling out like a chemo patient would fall like, and he had lost like half his head of hair i would just shave my head right Be like <laughs> you can't touch my hair um, <laughs> excuse me ghost you're messing with my gorgeous locks and the post that he puts up actually ends with him saying he just doesn't wish to keep the dybbuk box anymore because of personal reasons and I'm like, because that shit is haunted. Because you are <laughs> stupid and you bought um, something that you thought you control, could control, and you can't. He was still stuck a little bit in his skeptic ways, which is kind of funny. He still, like, didn't want to blame the box for a lot of what was happening. Oh, my God. And he I said... Been like, it's that thing. He was like, I would have just tossed it, but he thought somebody on eBay could, would buy it instead because, again, they know about the market of the haunted items on eBay. and Nope. And it's all, it's all just like, okay, that's bullshit. You know it's haunted. You don't want to admit it's haunted. And you want to get rid of it. <laughs> and you want to push the said haunted thing off on someone else. Yep. Oh and he said once it's out of his hands, he wants absolutely nothing to do with it. No returns. <laughs> <laughs> no exchanges. Um, so right before it ends up selling, he actually updates it one the, the post one more time on eBay. Okay. Just to update saying that he came home one day. And all 10 of the fish in his freshwater fish tank were dead. Aww. Yeah, it's kind of sad. What did those fish like, ever do to you, ghosty? Um, so he actually ends up not selling it through eBay. He actually ends up selling it to a man named Jason Haxton. And Jason Haxton was actually a professor at the college where Yosef was studying. <laughs> if you heard jingling again, that was my dog. Um, <laughs> She's having a time. Uh, yeah. She can deal with it for a little while longer. She had to come with me, so. Go lay down, sweetie. Go lay down. Go lay next to Macy. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so Hexen ends up buying the box from Yosef after hearing about it through one of Yosef's roommates. And he purchases the box for $280. And he actually ends up owning the box from 2004 until 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Haxton was a professor at the University of Missouri. And um, he was also the head of um, a museum, like a historical museum. In okay. Town. And when he first received it, the first thing he did was he forensically examined it. Because he was like, there's got to be an explanation. Cool. Like, he was ready to break things down. 
And he brought it to the museum and had it at the museum at first where he was examining it. And while he had it there, it caused all of the computers in the museum to crash. It caused light bulbs to explode. Yes. And after a while, he ended up having to bring it home. Um, I'd rather destroy my house than my workplace, I guess. I'd rather have, I'd rather it destroy my workplace. <laughs> like, whoops, didn't know it did that, guys. It sucks for you. Because um, <laughs> they could be like, um, you brought this. Take it. Yeah, right. Take it home. And so the first night he has it home, he was extremely restless. And he kept having dreams of a woman whose face would warp and become disformed. Again. Okay. Yep. So this is like important. Um. <laughs> So he, excuse me, um, oh, I lost my place and then I choked. Um, <laughs> the, he eventually goes on to write a book about all of the experiences he has. And it's called The Dybbuk Box. And it's by Jason Haxton. I did not get to read this book. It's about 150 pages. It's available on Amazon, but it's not any form of prime. And it was like, won't be delivered until the 1st of November. And I was like, oh, that's not helpful. You could probably uh, just go to Barnes and Noble and have them order it for like a little more expensive. And like it'd come to well, the store in like a week. By the time I figured it out, it would have been, I wouldn't have gotten it on time to even read it. Ugh. But well, we'll, we will read it and we'll tell you if it's I good. I was going to say, I, I do. Or want, if you have read it, yeah, say, tell I, us if it's good. I do want to read it. I just didn't get the chance to. It would have been too late by the time I got the book. Yeah. Um, but it basically just recounts all of the things he experienced while he had the box. Oh. And. For a long ass time. Yeah. For over 10 years. Um, <laughs> he, when he had it, he started having health issues that like concerned his family. Um, it started affecting his wife and his son. Ugh. Um, he talked about in one of the interviews I watched, um, one night while he was watching TV with his son, his son looks over at him and says, Daddy, what's that? And there was like this massive dark shadow just like in the corner. Ew! That like flew up onto the ceiling and just like hovered before vanishing. <gasps> Yeep. Oh, God. <laughs> That's scary. Oh, I just got like chills. Uh, oh, okay. Like, could you imagine that just being like sitting there and, the, okay, the kid they showed in the interview, they did like a little reenactment thing. Oh yeah. And it was a young kid. He doesn't say how old his son was, but I want to say the kid in the reenactment was probably about seven or eight years old. Yeah. They try to like be as close to the age as possible. Yeah. So like, could you imagine your young child looking at you and being like, mommy, what's that? What's pointing at this dark mass in the corner? And you're like, "Ah, don't know, honey. Um, (laughs) we're going to leave now quickly. Um, (laughs) <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> um, yoink, bye. <laughs> Guess what? House is for sale, guys. Um, <laughs> and here's a Dybbuk box that goes with it. Right? <laughs> it's super glued to the basement floor. You have to take it. Um, <laughs> so after that, he ends up moving the box to the basement of a rental property he had. So he he had houses that he rented and okay. he it was an abandoned not an abandoned it was an empty property at the time so he moves it into the basement and he leaves it there. Okay. And after leaving that box and coming home, he wanted to kind of cleanse himself. He goes and he tries to relax, he takes a bath. All of a sudden he gets violently sick. And he said he started throwing up this thick ectoplasmic like goo like it wasn't like vomit it was like 
thick and it was like 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 putty like ew nasty well first of all why are you touching your vomit (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry Uh, um but bile doesn't look like that either not at all um and after he got sick his wife came to him and was like something's wrong i like i have this rash and she shows him his her arm and she's got this rash like up her arm it's all red and it's blistery and bloody and it's just she's like i don't know where this came from like it's not like i wasn't out you know weeding poison ivy like this just appeared what the fuck is this Yeah. yeah and so at this point haxton was like this is insane like this is not like obviously something's going on here this is not normal so he actually ends up calling manis he gets in touch with manis and he begs him for help he's like i need to know details i need to know what's going on please can you help me in some way shape or form so manis agrees he's gonna go back and try and talk to the woman he bought it from uh so he said he drove around for like an hour trying to find the house that had the estate sale and then when he finally found it, he goes up to the door and he, he rings the doorbell and the woman comes to the door and the first thing she says is you should leave. Oh. She does like, she opens the door and she looks at him and she's like, you should leave. Uh. <laughs> He's just like, okay. <laughs> um, and so he just was like, all right, I'm not gonna be an ass here. Like. I'll just go. So he turns around to walk away. And as he's walking away, he hears another woman and she just, she came up to the doorway behind the granddaughter and says, I know why you're here. And he turns around and there's this little old lady and she actually ends up introducing herself. She is the cousin of Havila. <gasps> okay. Ooh, I'm pumped. And she was there when Havila had the box in Poland. They immigrated together. and she explained that before leaving poland they um they often held seances bad bad idea (laughs) (laughs) oh it gets worse they used what looked like a talking board except instead of using a planchette they had um like a pendant on a chain and they'd hold it above the board and it would swing and point okay at letters okay and um, during one of the seances, they thought they actually contacted someone. And it kept asking to be brought over from the dark side. And they were like, um. Nah, son. No. And they believed it to be a dibbic. They thought it was a dibbic. So at the time, they knew. And what they did, instead of leaving it where it was, they brought it over and then trapped it in the box because they didn't want it to go through to the wrong person and get let over here and be released. Okay. So they, they actually obeyed its wishes and they brought it over from the dark side, but then they trapped it within the Dybbuk box. Okay. So that's how the spirit gets in the box. At least one of them. Okay. Possibly both of them came over at the same time. It doesn't really go into how the gasoline. How both of them are in there. Yeah. 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 So Manus is like, holy shit. Okay. And he goes back to Haxton and Haxton and he tells him the story. And Haxton is like, 
oh wow like that that matches like history that it kind of really explains how this could be happening and so Haxon says this can't like this can't exist anymore like this needs to be protected and they've opened it mm-hmm uh, <laughs> that just makes me so mad somebody tells you not to open it don't fucking open it well he actually ends up building a replica of the box okay and he takes the original box and buries it good he buries it in a box made of acacia wood and it's lined with 24 karat gold and then that is put inside of a military grade box and that is buried in his Haxton did this Haxton did this okay and it was very, he said he had, I believe he said he had about 26 um, acres of, of land on okay. his property. So he buried it just on his land. And after that, there was really nothing more. So we then jumped to, I watched the very first episode of a show called Deadly Possessions, which there's only one season of. I don't know if they plan to continue it. But it is a show by Zach Bagans. Okay. And he talks about haunted items. And the very first episode is the Divic box. a crossover of the Divic Box and Robert the Doll. Ah! So I was like, this is great. Okay. Two of the freakiest things in one episode. Um, Robert and the Doll. I can't. This is the episode in which Haxton actually ends up... Um, I just forgot the word for donating for a minute I was like, <laughs> what he does what and I was like, he actually donates the box to zach bagans he oh, doesn't okay. even sell it he donates it to him take it off my hands bro he literally he dug it up and he donated it to him and zach had him come to the museum Wait, so but why did he make a replica of the box just to use for picture purposes for media purposes display purposes that kind of thing okay because he was tired of having the real box out. Okay, okay. And he brings the box to Zach. And in this episode, Zach interviews both Haxton and Manis. Cool. And you learn some really interesting things that happened. Um, so during this interview, he tells Bagans that for the first... the um, the. I quit. <laughs> I think my bo- my body is done for today. It's like, please shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> you try that sentence one more time. Um, so during the interview with Zach, he ends up telling him that the first time he ever touched the box, he became extremely nauseous and it kind of felt like somebody had actually stabbed him in the gut. Manus or Haxton? Haxton. Okay. Um, Haxton said he woke up the next day and his eyes were bleeding and he was covered in hives. Even after all of this happened, Haxton still says he does not believe the box is entirely evil. I was like, bruh, your eyes were bleeding. Are you cool? Like her wife had a blistering rash. Like <laughs> you um, you threw up ectoplasm. And coincidentally, the day of this interview, the day that Haxton donates it to Zach and the Haunted Museum is the day of Manus's mother's birthday. It's October 28th. Are you serious? Yes. Ah, cool. Um, <laughs> so that's just a fun little coincidence. 
Um, so then at that point, Zach actually brings in Manus and he speaks of the day he gifted the box to his mother. And, um, that's when he talks about how his mother finally spoke about that day and how she felt that evil energy go through her. And Zach actually looks at Manus and says, I have a simple, he's like, he's like, I have a simple question. He's like, well, it's not really a simple question. I just want a yes or no. And he says, do you think the box can kill people? And Manus hesitates for like 30 seconds before just finally looking at him and saying, I can't empower that by saying yes while pointing at the box. So basically he believes that the box can kill people, but he will not say that out loud because he believes that it will empower the box. Oh, so yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yes. So, um, Zach's like, well, do you think that Haxton having it buried was a smart idea? And Manus says, well, let me tell you this story. And this is something that Haxton himself did not talk about. I could not find in anything that Haxton had ever mentioned it. But Manus mentioned it happened to Haxton. Okay. And Manus explained that the rental property where he had been storing it in the basement for a while ended up being rented. So he had to get rid of it. You can't leave it there. Oh, he left it there. What the fuck? He ended up finding the man sitting on top of a chair that was over the box and he was dead. So the chair was on top of the box. The man was sitting in the chair and he was dead and they found him like that. And the box was buried on the property. And then the box was later buried. Uh, This was before. What an asshole. That was before he buried the box. But now. Haxton never talked about this, and I was kind of upset because I really was hoping that Zach would, go, it or... Zach would go back and be like, yo, you didn't tell me this. Why didn't you say anything? But he doesn't. Come on, Bilbo. But Manus mentioned it, so I don't know. And they were talking, so. Exactly. So I'm leaving it up to it was probably something that happened. He just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, who would want to talk about the fact that somebody... I had left it on a property and, and it killed fucking somebody. somebody I wouldn't was, want to bring that up. Mm. I would be like, mm, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> exactly. Um, so at the end of this interview, um, Zach asks Manus if he wants to see the box again. No. Manus <laughs> agrees. And they actually bring him to a room in the basement where there's, it's just like a little cellar room. The box is sitting on the table. There's a chair. And it's kind of just like you can see there's like piping and like it's just like a little cement room in the basement. Room, yeah. where, I don't know if they used it for storage or whatever. But he goes down there. They close the door and they just kind of ask him to sit there and see if he feels affected in any way. So this gets really weird. He gets to the basement. He shuts the door. And the first thing he does is open the box. Are you serious? He immediately opens the box. What a fucking idiot. At this time, several of the lights throughout the museum start flickering. Like, not just like ever so slightly, like on and off flickering. Oh. And they're in his museum. There's cameras freaking everywhere. They're not only recording for the show, but he has security cameras. So they've got all of this. Oh my God. And then 
as he's in there, he doesn't sit down. He just kind of starts walking around the room. And while he's walking around, they hear a lot of loud bangs that they can't, like, it's like... Account for, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's coming from the room, but it's clearly not Manus. Like, he's just, like, walking in circles. And It's not, like, banging on the wall. Yeah. He's not stopping or anything. And they're like, what the hell? And as he's pacing, he starts reciting this really weird poem. And the first time I watched this, I didn't know... It's actually a poem that he had written. And I ended up, it's like he, I guess, Manus wrote spoken word poems. Okay. And I actually found, I, it's going to be in my sources. I found the link for it. Ooh. And I got to listen to it and it's freaky. And he talks in like a heavy British accent and he recites this weird poem and it's called The Shadow Man. And he starts reciting this while he's down in the cellar with the box. What the fuck? And now Zach and the crew did not know about this poem. And they're all like, what the fuck is happening? Hey, excuse me. And afterwards, Mana says he does not remember this happening. He doesn't remember speaking the poem. <sighs> and just, let me just read you. I'm going to read you just the very first part of this. It's very long. Like I said, guys, I'm going to link it. It's in the sources, I found the original spoken word poem, so you can see that. Light from the hallway crept into my room, along with a shadow man too, I assume. Never before had I seen such a form that could change the candle flame's licks in a storm. Just as quiet as a monk, he crept in on his knees, and then he perched on the edge of my bed, if you please. With two yellow eyes and an ear-to-ear -ear grin, he made sure I was wide awake, lest he begin." That's just the first part of the poem. I don't like it. I don't either. And it gets it gets creepier. And it's all about this demon. It's about a demon that comes into his room and it starts talking to him. No. And it it's four minutes long. Nope. The the literally the, the spoken word poem is four nope. minutes long. And I was I'm like, telling you, if we Whoa. ever go to Bilbo Baggins, you know, wonderful museum of horrors. I was just spit my wine out. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to make sure that we are so protected. I'm going to be like, okay, we're going to encase ourselves in a white circle of light. <laughs> and I'm we are going up, to not let anyone. Drenched. And they're going to be like, why are you wet? And I'll be like, it's holy water. <laughs> it's holy water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a different religion, bitch. You can't even touch me. Get out of here. <laughs> so I would just be like, nope, 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 nope. Oh my God. I would not even want to be in the room with that thing. It's, it's, oh. I would look at it through a window, a peephole. Well, now the box is in a glass case and it's surrounded by a ring of salt underneath this glass box. It's on a pedestal. In the you think, you don't think rooms. a demon can get through a ring of salt? I don't know. I watch Supernatural. I know, but I don't think Supernatural is very accurate in that aspect. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if a demon can but, get through salt. So after he recites this poem, Ugh. it like he like fades out and then he just starts making odd sounds he's just like walking around he's like nah, 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 like like just like making weird sounds with his mouth and they're like what is and like this is the first can we time. watch this where can you watch this it's i it's on the, um you can watch it through the travel channels app okay you have to have a cable provider but i do because i steal from my parents thank you guys <laughs> um, we'll have to watch this because i'm interested i want to watch this it's really really weird i'm gonna watch it and um so they're and like they're concerned because this is the first time they've ever met this guy and they're like 
is this how he normally is? Is he possessed? Is he is weird? What's happening? The right Dibbick's probably like, hey, I've played with you before. <laughs> so they go down and they get Manus and he's like, I really don't feel well. Like I, and they're like, what was that poem? He's like, what poem? They're like, huh, huh, oh, the let's, poem. And, let's play it back for you, sir. And he doesn't really remember. And he just like remembers going down there. And he says he remembers seeing like odd, like balls of light, <gasps> like above. There was like a furnace in the room. He's like, there was like balls of light above the furnace. Nope. And he's like, I was just like watching them. Nope. And of course, those were conveniently just out of sight of the camera. I don't know if that's real or not, but that's what he claims he saw. So if it's a demon, it's fucking smart. That's kind of where the interview ends. What? They like, they go on and they talk to um, a Jewish rabbi priest. Not sure. Rabbi. Guys, I'm not Jewish. I apologize. It's a rabbi. It's a rabbi. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's a rabbi. <laughs> I really am sorry. I'm not good at religion in the slightest. Um, <laughs> and while he's talking, Manus like breaks out in this horrible coughing fit. Oh, get and him like, out of there. They actually have to pause the filming and like get him water. But aside from that, the rabbi kind of just talks about what a dipic is, how it can affect people. And that's about that. Why because, has no one done another ceremony to trap this thing inside the fucking box? Well, you kind of can like order it back into the box because the box almost is like a controller. Okay, so once it's in the box, it controls it. Yeah, it's okay. like stuck to the box, but opening it releases the negative, and energy. it can come and go as it pleases. Yeah, out of so, in and out of the box. I mean, yes. So, okay. like I said, it now resides in the haunted museum. You can go see this. I don't. Mm. It's on display. Um, nope. <laughs> Zach said when they first moved the Dybbuk box into the museum. Holes began forming in the walls where the room in the room where they had kept, like just like all of a sudden like crumbling away like little holes were like forming. And he talks about like all the weird things that started happening the second they moved in. And if you're a Ghost Adventures fan like me, there's a hair on my microphone. Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what am I seeing flicker in front of my eyes? Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway so if you're a ghost adventures fan like me you were really excited because during quarantine for freaking covid we actually got some ghost adventures episodes some new ones oh. and they recorded them in march okay when covid first happened and they're it's literally a four-part special called go quarantine okay and they recorded it in the haunted museum it was just the four investigators from Ghost Adventures. They did all the filming themselves. Cool. Awesome. And, I mean, that's how they started. Was It was just like the investigators were also the video people. Like, it was... I love when they're like, I'm alone in this room. And I'm like, except for the cameraman to your left. I know. <laughs> right? You're not alone, sir. <laughs> um, and so it was actually just the four of them. And they go in and they do a few day long, like, ghost investigation hunt i am out of words today <laughs> and they because i mean it's his museum he mm -hmm. can do whatever the hell he wants with it mm -hmm. so they stay overnight in trailers in the parking lot and during the fourth part of this special Ugh. he opens the box stupid stupid 
Now, if you have watched Ghost Adventures since he has acquired the Dybbuk box and opened the museum, he multiple times has been like, this is it. I'm going to open the box. We're going to do it. And he's never done it because he's a scared Well, every time he's been like, something didn't feel right. Like something was just not right. And one of those was actually, um, it was a Halloween live special that aired on Halloween. It's shown live. It's like actually live and they did it from the museum and he was going to open it when they went to open it. They like weird things immediately started happening in the room before they even got it out of the glass case. And they were like, they were like, this isn't right. We can't open this today. This is not, this is not right. So it it hasn't, it did not happen until this year. Oh, okay. And (laughs) this is one hell of an episode. I watched it when it first came out. And I watched it again for this, and I forgot how weird it was. I'm, like, playing with the cords with my foot, and I need to stop doing that. (laughs) I'm over here, like, playing with the cords to our microphones with my feet, and I'm going to, like, screw something up. (laughs) So, and in the episode, Zach talks about how a lot of black, like, black dark figures have been seen throughout the museum, not only by himself, but by visitors. Ew. So they have several different fo- like um, clips from interviews. The first is of a woman named Virginia, and she is actually one of his tour guides. Okay. And she, you see her on camera, and she, you can tell she's visibly upset. She's crying. And she's talking about how she was mid-tour, and while she was giving the tour, she like turned, and there was a figure in the hallway, and it rushed at her. And it like came right at her and then disappeared like right on her. And it was just like the way it hit her. She just like lost it. And another woman from that tour group that she was giving the tour to also saw this and like broke down. The girl's name is Brittany Foster. And they. The one that witnessed it. Yes. The okay. one that witnessed it. And they also have a, um, a little interview with her and she's hysterically sobbing. They interview her outside the museum on like a bench and she's just like choking, like trying to talk to them. Oh my God. She talks about how she saw this tall, like caped man and it just like the energy that came off him was so intense and she just can't get it out of her mind. It's like stuck in her mind. She can't. She was, she was literally hysterical. She was talking about it. She's like, and I saw this man and he was like, and like, she was literally like gasping for air oh, while she's trying to talk about like it. like hyperventilating shit. Yeah. Then, then there was another man. It was a different time, but they, apparently they'll like interview you if you experience something there. Cool. So let's go and experience something. <laughs> right. And so they had another Hello, interview. Hello, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Bilbo Baggins. I experienced things in your museum. Um, <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be like, don't call me Bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, Who? You're not funny. Stop it. <laughs> and interview's over. Um, but this man, his name was Bill Kennedy. And he also described seeing basically the exact same thing. It came out of the room where the box was and like went up towards the ceiling and up the stairs that were nearby. Ew. Um, so during this, he also calls Kevin Manis and he face chats him. Wait, this guy. Zach. Oh, Zach. Zach. Um, he video chats Kevin Manis. He still keeps in touch with him. And 
he explains to him something that happened in the room with the Dybbuk box to Kevin. Uh. And this is quite interesting. So if anybody keeps up with Ghost Adventures, you know that there is an episode with Post Malone. Yeah. So they do an inv- they do an investigation with Post Malone. I have actually not seen this episode. Okay. It is like one of the only ones I have not seen. And I think I skipped it because I'm not a huge fan. Okay. <laughs> no offense, guys. I just, not my personal taste. He's a very talented person. He's actually from Syracuse. Oh, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. So, like, no hate. Just not my thing. Um, so, I, I skipped that episode. But um, he actually goes to the museum. And they actually show the security camera footage while he talks about this. They're in the room with the Divic box. And they go in there, and Zach said, immediately, they felt this, like, draw. They wanted to open the box. And so he goes, he takes the glass case off, and he puts his hand on the box, Zach. And he said he just felt this jolt of energy come through his arm and, like, through his body, and he just felt wrong. And... He at this point you can see in the video post Malone like starts like being like, dude, are you okay? Like like pushing at his shoulder, like reaching out and being like, dude, Excuse dude, you. what are you hello? doing? Like, hello. Because he was just kind of like frozen in place with his hand on the box. Ugh. And he, they said he like started to look weird and like Oh god, like, oh god. And so like he tried to like push him away. And Zach realized what was happening, kind of jumped away from the box. And when he did that, he scared Post Malone. And when Post Malone was backing up, he touched the box. And it is believed that he was cursed by the box. Post Malone? Yes. Because if you know anything about Post Malone, you would have learned after this happened, his private jet had both of the tires blow out on the runway. Oh my God. He had masked gun-wielding men break into his old home. What the? Like asking for him. They were like, where's Post Malone? Where is he? That's He doesn't live there anymore, but it was his old home. And then after that, he got into a bad car accident and (gasps) crashed his Rolls Royce. Oh my God. Did he die? No. Oh, okay. Um, But that all happened after the box. And there's this huge running theory online. You can literally Google Post Malone and Ghost Adventures and it will come up. And they're like, Post Malone's been cursed. (laughs) I literally think he's been cursed by the Dippic Box. My God, I would immediately go to a rabbi and be like, help me. Help me. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) that happens. And then after he talks about this, he's talking to Manus and he explains that this is when he says, I've acquired another Dippic Box of the original 10. And now this is when I learned, I learned this piece of information. I put it here because this is when I learned it after I learned all the rest of the, the story. The 10 boxes. Okay. So the 10 boxes were meant to contain the evil of the 20th century. So like they wanted it to, they wanted it to take that negative energy from like the war itself and contain it in a box. Yeah. It was like not supposed to be just a spirit. It was supposed to be like all of the evil from a bad event okay and there's 10 of these boxes like i said in the beginning and so he has a second box 
And he talks about how all of these boxes are supposed to align with the tree of life. And that's where it ties back into the Kabbalah. Huh. Um. <laughs> okay. So they open the box in this episode. The second one. Both of them. No! He brings the second box in. They open the first one. They open the second one. And immediately Aaron's back begins to hurt. Zach ends up shoving one of the cameramen out of the room. Like violently. And is like, what are you doing? Get out of here. And slams the door in his face. Like not even a minute after being like, yeah, come in here and film this. What the fuck? And the cameraman's like, dude, what? (laughs) You asked me in here. He was like, I don't know, man. I just got pissed at you. He's like, I wanted you out. Oh, my God. And so right before they opened the box, Zach turns and like points at the other investigator. His name is Aaron. And he goes, why are you saying that? Don't say that. And Aaron is standing dead silent in the corner filming. And he's like, I I literally didn't say anything. He's like, yes, you did. Why are you saying that? He's like, I have not spoken. He's like, I thought you've been talking to me. And he's like, no, I'm not speaking. Like, I am on camera from multiple angles not speaking. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so at the same time, Zach starts seeing a huge shadow in the corner. And then you hear a couple bangs. And once they get the box open, first of all, it's the first time in two and a half years. So that box has been sitting there for two and a half years. It has not been opened. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, because remember the last time it was opened was when Manus opened it during that interview for Deadly Possessions when it was first donated. When it was first donated, yeah. But since then, nobody's touched it. So they turn on a bunch of devices and there a, there's a couple different listening devices they use to try and catch spirit voices. And Zach reaches into the box and takes out the candlestick because he has all the stuff from inside too. He takes out the candlestick and the second he picks out the candlestick, the spirit box says Kevin, which is Kevin Manis. That's and scary. Like, what the fuck? And it is believed that the box almost has like a consciousness so Zach said, whose consciousness have you taken? And the spirit box says, evil. Oh, no. <laughs> and as he's talking, they, um, they actually end up catching, and you can hear it, and it's terrifying. There's like a tiny child laughter in the background. Ew. Nope. It's creepy. Nope. Bye. Um, <laughs> I'm out. And while they have it, like while they've got it first open, they have a heat sensing camera on it that senses the temperatures of things. Does it drop? Oh, it goes up. It goes up. When they have it first, right before they open it, the box is 85 degrees. Once they've opened it and it's been a few minutes, the box is 91 degrees. It goes up six degrees in a matter of minutes. That's crazy. Right after they opened it. They also record a wicked high level of static energy. Which they were, they like did like a lap around the room beforehand and they got nothing. The second they opened the box and did the lap again, they got off the chart levels of static energy. Wow. Um, 
So <laughs> Zach then decides to pick up the box Ugh. and carry it around the museum. He wants to see if it's going to negatively react with anything in the museum. What the fuck? Because he's got this freaking museum full of freaking crazy ass haunted items. I'm literally shaking my head right now. (laughs) (laughs) How how fucking stupid. So as he's carrying it around, Zach kind of begins acting odd. And one of the other men on the team, his name is Billy. He is in, if you've ever seen the inside of the museum, it is, it used to be a house. Okay. So a lot of the display rooms are almost like a bedroom. It's one door in, it's... One door out. Well, yeah. And Billy is in one of the side rooms, and Zach takes the open box and places it in the doorway. And Billy is the kind of person that does not like these things. If you've ever watched Ghost Adventures, you know he, like, keeps himself out. He's like, I want nothing to do with that. That negative energy, don't put it near me. He'll do the hunts. He does that. But when it comes to, like, the rituals, the evil, the demons... He wants none of it. No, no way. And he was like, what are you doing? Why are you putting that there? You know, I don't fuck with that. Like, he's like, I have the utmost respect for the box. I do not want anything bad to come out of this, but I also do not want to be near it. Like, get that thing away from me. And he was getting pissed. And Zach just like left it there. And he places it. So he placed it in the doorway. And Zach says he's not feeling well. And then he's like, Billy, touch the box. Billy's like, I don't want to touch the fucking box. Get it out of the doorway. And he keeps trying to pressure him to touch the box. And Zach's just like sitting in a chair on the outside of the doorway, like watching him trapped in this room, trying to get him to touch the box. That's fucked up. While this is happening, you see Aaron standing in the hallway to the side collapse. What? He passes out. (gasps) He passes out and he just hits the ground oh my god and zach does not move he's just like billy touched the box Billy touched the box and like doesn't even notice that aaron's hit the ground oh my god and billy can't see him because he's like around a corner in a right room. in a room and so aaron's on the floor for probably about a minute before because billy's like what did you just say and zach's like i didn't say anything he didn't he's like no i thought aaron or someone said something and he's like no aaron's Aaron and he's like oh shit Aaron's on the fucking ground and Aaron sits up and he's like I fucking blacked out like I literally just freaking hit the ground and so he gets up and (laughs) Zach just becomes like horrifyingly agitated and just picks up the box again and he starts walking around more he like starts drumming on the top of it like he can't stop moving and um while they're while they're doing it, Billy is like, he's like, this is the kind of investigation where you do this kind of shit. You mess with this kind of shit. You go home. And then two days later, something bad happens. And Zach just looks at him and goes, why the fuck would you say that? He goes, you just, you just did that to yourself. Something bad's going to happen to you. Why would you say that? And he's like, no, man, I'm just saying like, no, Zach's like, no, like you just jinxed yourself. Two days later, Billy's family dog's dog died tragically they didn't say how but they said tragically oh my god you don't mess with demons i'm sorry don't fuck with them so (laughs) you do your stupidest shit and you will not change my mind after freaking tormenting people with it he puts the box back demands the demons get back in the box um does like the closing ritual puts it back in the ring of salt under the glass 
and it's over. Weird. And now it just <laughs> now it just resides in the haunted museum. That's scary. And it's just <sighs> still there. I'm like still haunted. I like feel like there are bugs on me. And it's just like it's like an open ended story because the thing still exists. It's still on display in a museum. You can go fucking see it. You can go see it. It's absolutely batshit crazy. The things that have happened around this box. That's nuts. I was so excited about this because I, I only know so much, but it's more than I expected. There was, I like couldn't believe how much I found. That's a lot. Eight pages of nose. That's crazy. I literally like just kept going. I think and I had about that for the Bell Witch. I like, just like, it was, it was, whoops. I just activated Siri. Hello, um, Siri. <laughs> that's, that's scary as fuck. Don't. No, no, I no. like, I don't want to fuck with that shit. Nope. I want nothing to do with that shit. No, nope, no. Nope. Like if I ever go to Zach's Haunted Museum, I'm just going to be like, hello, good day, box. I respect you. I'm going to stand in this doorway please and not get too close. Please don't touch me. <laughs> I respect you. Don't hurt me. Excuse <laughs> me. Yeah. Oh, God. You don't fuck with shit you don't understand. Mm-hmm. That's why like. Oh, you and I went shopping. We saw that shit with like, now they have the Halloween decorations that are all Ouija boards. I'm like, oh. I'm going to somehow unknowingly like bring a demon into my house. Right. No fucking way. You and I've already told you, there's going to be a rule in my house. No Ouija boards. Same. If you go I'll to a party your ass. and there is a Ouija board, call me and I'm going to come get you. Yep. You are not fucking with it. <laughs> You're not bringing back anything to my fucking house. All I can picture is like having an Ouija board blanket and like my cat accidentally summoning a summoning. It's a like, demon. yes, because my cat has the zoomies and decides to run around. And all of a sudden <laughs> I've got fucking demons in my house because my cat's an asshole. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> Not about that's so scary, though. And the, I'm sorry, I'm yawning. I don't know why. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the fact that like it just changed his personality so quickly and like the other guy too so like obviously it has enough energy to like not maybe possess you but definitely influence you it definitely in some way affects you oh that's gnarly it hits you hard that's gnarly and wow i just like i'm like i'm like speechless i feel like i <laughs> i just don't know what to say i'm I'm terrified. That's terrifying. It's fucking scary. I like. I'm definitely not like the movie. If somebody <laughs> was like, "Here's a Divic box," I'll be like, Wah! "I'm like, Run um, away. excuse you, bring that back to your house." Yeah, right. Please don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> I oh, don't my. want that here. Um. Oh, oh my god! Oh. Wow, that was great. <laughs> what a great case. Crazy. Second case of October. It's gnarly. So guys, if somebody tries to give you a Divic box, nope the fuck out. And don't ever buy one. Don't ever open one. Ugh. But if you've been to see the Dybbuk box, yes, if you've been me. to the Las Vegas and you've had an experience or something, even if you haven't had an experience, tell us. They have, oh, it, you have got to read about some of the things that he has got in that museum. Ugh. He's got one of the vans, um, the Volkswagen vans that belong, belong to one of the angels of death. What? Yeah. And it's just like, uh He's got one of the creepy dolls. He's got... But not the creepy doll. I'm no, sorry. No, he doesn't. Robert is the creepy doll. I can't doll. remember which one he has in there. I always forget which one it it's is. It's not Annabelle. No. It's another one. There's, There's a lot of creepy dolls. A lot of creepy art. 
But he says like people will just show up and be like, take this. Like, <laughs> and he's like, okay. Like he said, he it's like a lot of things that he's acquired over the years from going across the world and doing cases and investigations and things. But then a lot of it, people have brought to him and been like, I don't know what to do with this anymore. Please take it off my hands. Like, oh my help God. me. And so like a lot of things he just like people give him. And that's crazy to me. And then he makes freaking shit ton of money off of it. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Cause he has a haunted museum. Oh, that's scary. I always wanted to go so bad. Oh, I want to go. I want to go. Let's go. But I'm telling you, I'm going to like, we're going to have crystals in our pockets. God, yes. And I'm going to say like prayers. (laughs) I'm going to flick some holy water on you. Like, no way are we going in there without protection. like a nun. Yeah, I'm going to be like, um, Dibik, you cannot touch me. I'm sorry. I mean, he... I'm not coming home with anything. No way. You'll see in like the episodes they do, because he does... There's quite a few episodes where they do investigations in the museum. There's okay. more than what I just watched. The ones I watched specifically surround the Dybbuk box. Mm-hmm. But like he has ones where he shows like he shows video footage from the security cameras of like the rooms that he brings people in and people pass out. Weird. Like people like they had one woman like fucking run screaming. And she was like, you didn't see them. You didn't see them. Like oh hysterically, like it was, it's just insane. Nope. I'm like, oh, I want to go so bad. <laughs> I want to go, but I also don't want to be followed. I can't. I keep yawning. Oh, my God. Wine. <laughs> Ooh, wine. Woo. Um, which I finished all of mine. It's so good. I'm so close, but I talked a lot. <laughs> Eight pages of notes. Yes. I would not be want to. I would not want to be followed home by anything. That's like with the Velisca thing, too. Mm-hmm. I told you I was like, we would not anger it in any way. We just literally fucking sit there. Right. Like, it'd be like, OK, you do whatever. Be like, you can make your presence known. But only if you want. (laughs) Only if you feel like it. Um, I respect you. I respect you. I don't mean you any harm. If I scream, it's just because I'm a pussy. (laughs) Don't be offended. I'm really scared. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow, guys. That was crazy. (laughs) Spooktober is going to be here here uh, in full force already. I mean, Bell Witch. Tibic box. Yes. That's crazy. This month has been so good so far, and I'm so ready. And... Guys, I'm coming at you with a pretty gnarly case next week. It's pretty new. It's not really new, but it's decently new. Decently. <laughs> I mean, it's a big case. Like if I, and I can't, I can't, I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it. Yeah. But, um, I can't wait to talk to you about it next week. It's going to be, know. it's going to be so awesome. I, I, so we funny. had so many ideas though for this month and I just couldn't, I couldn't decide. And finally, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to do this case. I don't care. I know. <laughs> every five seconds, you were like, I think I'm going to do this one. No, I think I'm going to do this one. <laughs> I think like every time I talked to you, you had a different case you wanted to do. I have so many I want to do. And so finally, I chose this one. I mean, I could have waited. We have talked about doing like a music topic. Yeah. And there is one that I really want to cover for the music topic. But this one like would have tied in if I had waited. But I decided not to wait. Yeah. There were, there were two really great cases that it came down to in the end. And I decided on this one. Because it kind of has, it has an, it has inspired a horror movie. And that is kind of why I wanted to do it. Yeah. Because I was like, mm, Halloween, scary movies, mm-hmm. let's do it. That leaves that so wide open too. I was like, no, you just spoiled it. And then I'm like, no, it didn't. No, there are <laughs> like, so many there's movies. There's like op- like options There are that. so many cases that have inspired movies. And... 
I just, I mean, I'm, I just said it has something to do with music too, but that might narrow it down a little. But, <laughs> maybe. But maybe. Not really. Um, there are a lot of weird cases that have to do with like the music industry and yeah stuff like that. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun. So Macy, where can they find us? <gasps> oh, you can find us all over the place now. <laughs> um, so you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Buzzkillers Podcast. You can follow find us on I can't talk. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Buzzkillers Pod. Um, where can we listen? Wow, so many places. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcast. Maybe soon Pandora, but they take forever. They really do. Oh, they really do. Um, <laughs> Amazon Music. YouTube. YouTube. Go like us on YouTube. Yes. We have worked really hard on the YouTube channel, and <laughs> we – please subscribe to us. We are fun. Um, <laughs> we're fun. Love us. We're fun. Um, and also, because it might be fun to also, like – We've only done one coffee run, but we want to do some more coffee runs. I know. We've talked a lot about doing more coffee runs, and we have just not We just have not had it. time, and I- we know that you loved the first coffee run, yeah. so um, we want to do another one, and we will do it, but mm-hmm. it might be fun to record, like, video, not just audio. Yes. For that, too. Definitely. Um, And th- that would be exclusively on YouTube, probably. Yes. Um, Definitely. So if you want to see that kind of stuff... Check that out. Yeah. Don't, you know, that obviously won't be on any podcast podcast kind of app. Yeah. Let's say you might get some audio from it maybe. Depends. Oh, probably. Definitely audio. You um, can like, you can take audio out of videos all the time. We'll probably maybe give you a little, little trailer or something on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Hooked, and then yeah, yeah. And then you have YouTube. to subscribe and watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're really pumped about this next one that we're thinking about doing. Um, And like, like we've said, we really want to. Go, we want to take a big road trip at some so point and like many. do and so, some of these really awesome things. Um, you can also find us on our website. You can listen there. Yeah. Our website's pretty cool. It's got some bios about us. It talks about the wines that we drink. Um, and so if you want to try any of the brands that are not, you know, Western New York exclusives, you can do that. Um, and then you can also send us an email on our contact page. Um, we are buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com, but we also have this nifty this nifty 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 contact page and you can send us an email please send us emails we really want to hear what you want to hear about and we're really interested in like your own stories and like we've said if you've been to any of these places because they're scary as fuck yeah (laughs) they're scary as fuck and we've just got more coming at you for spook spook motherfucker and god uh, so much i know and i I'm so, uh, so we're having such a great time and we love I that you know. guys are listening and that you like us. You really like us. I know. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like kind of surprised by how many people are like, I love your podcast. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's all the business we've been talking for a long time. We really have. Especially <laughs> because we talked a lot in the beginning. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> 20, probably about 20 minutes. Yeah, this, is, this is a good a banter filled episode. <laughs> sorry guys. We just like getting together and talking. We do. That's part of the point. Um, <laughs> why I was like, hey, you want to do a podcast with me? Our men won't listen to us when we talk like this. So, so like, it's good. We get an outlet like every week. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we'll be back at you next week with another awesome case. Yeah. And we'll have one. Woo. Abelia. Jingle jingles. Um, we have, you know, one. Then we'll have one more after mine for Spook Spook October. 
and um, we're thinking about coming to at you with some with some extra contact, extra content, content, <laughs> contacts, contacts, content <laughs> this eyeballs. month. Um, con- contacts for your eyeballs. Content can be also for your eyeballs. So <laughs> yeah. here we go. <laughs> so we are we want to come at you with some extra content. Um, we're excited about these ideas. Yes. Um, so look out for that. Um, we're pumped. Oh, oh. And Abelia found the tiny mouse toy. Found the tiny toy. Anyway, so I think that's our, I think that's our cue. Yep. Um, but we love you all, and keep listening. Please. And we love you, buzzards. I, I mean, I know that's weird, but we're gonna call you buzzards. You're our buzzards. You're our buzzards, and we love it. Um, and <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll squeak you later. Well, we'll squeak you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.